welcome back on this spooky Halloween night to the Fantasy Football Experts and Idiots podcast. I am Ryan, and on FaceTime tonight, we have both Calvin and Tyler joining us. Why don't you guys go ahead and say hi? Happy Halloween, everybody. We're happy to be here. Hey, what's up, guys? Excited to be back on the pod. Yeah, Calvin decided that Tyler needed to speak his piece off of the uh, utter destruction that I've been giving him this year. Um, so he decided to bring him on this week. So, yeah, I don't know. Really, Tyler, I don't know what you have to say for yourself other than it sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're Thanks quite welcome. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I will just start by saying congratulations, Ryan. You beat me fair and square. Points are points. You there know, we go. There we go. Congrats yeah, to keep you. It up. Keep it up. You did a good job. Just stroke the ego. It there is we go. pretty amazing to me that you've done so well in the league, and it goes to show that I think if you're if you're enough of an NFL football fan the crossover to fantasy really isn't that big of a leap. And oh, see, Tyler, I thought you were going to say sitting next to me all of this time has rubbed off on him. <laughs> you know, Calvin, I used to think you were quite the expert, but your record against me the last year or so is starting oh. to not look so good. Oh, shots fired. Buddy, you have beaten me once in the last five years. You're not hey. one to be throwing shots right now. You know, Calvin. Like scoreboard, pal. <laughs> I think you do need to go check the scoreboard on a couple of things. I I, I, I think your your rate of terror is over, Calvin. Well, and but... I bet a dare gold that I don't lose to you ooh, in ooh, either one of our leagues the rest of the year, including the playoffs, if you want to. Put I'll put that Derek Gold down right now. Deal. Uh, and uh, I fully expect to cash in. <laughs> okay. It's it's on wax, Calvin. Uh, we play this week in week nine. You know that, right? Of course I know that. Why why would I why would I say something like that? Just want no you way. I just want you to go take a look at the projections here. I have a bunch of players on by still projected to smoke you. Oh, sorry. I haven't set my lineup yet. It's Monday night, Calvin. Yeah, I haven't set my lineup either. <laughs> now, now, real quick, Anyways. before before you guys keep going at each other's necks, uh, I decided to pull up the rank the standings for our season two. Currently, granted, Monday just finished, so rankings come out tomorrow. Currently, Calvin is sitting at number one. I am actually sitting at number eight, and Tyler is in last. Yeah, Tyler. you know, th this is the part that I really had some beef with, I guess, and I appreciate you having me on, Calvin. One of the things that drives me crazy about fantasy football is that we like to smack talk and throw each other around without actually talking about the facts, like the fact that I lost Trey Lance, then I traded for Tua, lost Tua for four weeks, then I lost Javante Williams. Then I lost, well, I didn't lose, but I drafted Kyle Pitts, which everybody agreed was an amazing pick. I did like, not. Are we not going to talk about the fact that I lost all those guys and just no. say, Tyler, you, sorry, bud, you suck. Like, 
All no, I hear is absolutely live. go take a look at that because you still have other talent on your roster in this league. Okay, like right. in our season two league, let's go pull up your roster here because you're you're saying all this woe is me. Yeah, you're starting <laughs> Dak Prescott. You have Joe Mixon. You have Stefan Diggs, who's been an absolute stud. DJ Moore, like. Say so all okay. I am hearing okay, is. Tell me how long I had to go without DJ Moore. Tell me how long I had to go without Dak Prescott. I mean, come on. Like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to say what well, was me. I'm just saying, you guys like to talk smack without giving any context. Like all I'm hearing is a roster full of excuses, Tyler. <laughs> all, all I'm hearing is a roster full of excuses. The rest of the season, to Calvin. Okay, no more excuses. My roster's finally coming together. I'm gonna go on a run. I'm saying it right here, right now. That Joe Mixon. Patient. I did. I, I've had lots of trade offers come in to sell off guys like Diggs to try and turn things around, and I said no. I've, there's enough talent on on this roster that if I'm patient. Things are going to turn around, and okay, I'm there's that, that I'm going to go on a run. There's one issue that I see with your starting roster right now. Granted, uh, Everett is on a buy, so I understand why. Um, yeah, but he's coming back from a buy in week nine. He'll yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's what I'm saying. I'm just looking at his current roster. Like he had enough faith in Tom Brady to start Cade Otten, which. Uh, you know, more power to you. But you've got Gerald Everett coming back off a of bye this coming week. So <laughs> I think Calvin has said before that tight end is a wasteland. And when your tight end is on bye, you're kind of scraping bottom of the barrel, which is exactly what I had to do this past week. It is what it is. Yeah. Tyler, um, I fully expect to cash in next week on this uh, Dare Gold bet. Bet of the week. Tyler doesn't lose to Calvin rest of the season. I've already got it in next week. I've already got it in. Okay. So when I win next week, you have to have me back on the pod so we can tell everybody how you got smoked and you can cry and tell us your excuses. (laughs) If you, if you beat me fair and square, then I'll just own it. Uh, But here's the thing is that's not going to happen. Calvin, I do also have some a a reply message from Jody for you. Oh boy. Uh she says, Feel free to tell Calvin that if we had played each other every week, I would have beat him five of the eight times. He's lucky he caught me on a down week. <laughs> that's that's actually really good smack talk, Jody. I'll <laughs> give you that. But here's the thing is you know, I caught you on the down week. Blame the schedule, but that's all random. So, you know, I'll take it. Look at the standings. That's what matters. Well, we're only in week eight. So don't, you know, don't jump ahead too much. We still got time before the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But, but see, here's the thing is also I'm six and two in this league. Okay. Yeah, hold hold on, hold that, because that's something that I actually wanted to bring up from uh, Logan and Taylor's podcast that they talked about. There's been so much mediocre football this year, not just football, but also fantasy football. Like, look, right. look at our freaking standings. You've got you at six and two. Then there's three teams at five and three, two at four mm-hmm. and four, 
three at three and five, and then two and six. Like, what is this garbage of football that's going on? Well, I think that it's it's a league-wide issue. We're seeing bad real football, and we're seeing bad fantasy football. Like, the scoring is down across the league. Defenses are not playing as well. And so, like, we're seeing just sloppy football everywhere, which translates to mediocre fantasy football. It's frustrating. It is. Tyler's Tyler can tell you right now it's frustrating. We're also seeing injuries, like a ton of injuries this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think it's been a frustrating season. Like I'm, I'm in seven different leagues, um, and I I can tell you like that there is an there's like honestly, you can do all the research in the world, and it makes a huge difference. But there is an amount of luck. To this game like if you if you're injury riddled like my team has been in this league like what, what are you supposed to do about it like like honestly like what what are you supposed to do you, you your option is be patient wait it out and keep getting smoked or you're gonna have to make big trades um to try and regain points which is really really hard to do like it's hard to get good value for guys when, when everybody knows that you're desperate and you're losing so, um, well, so a, a season like this, it's, it's hard. So Calvin question uh, that just popped in my head off of what Tyler's saying here. Is there a reasonable trade offer that can be made from a person that has injured players? Like, you know, if you're, I mean, obviously if you've got people that, you know, are playing well on a different team. You're looking to pick up most of the time people on the waiver wires aren't going to be that good. Is there a reasonable trade offer that can be done with those injured players in order to to get some talent back on your team to be in a viable chance? Can I, can I give an answer real quick? And I'll yeah. let you go, Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. Go for you it. Know, to me, I think the ideal trade candidate for a team that is struggling because they, they, they're going through a lot of injuries is a team like Calvin's team that is doing really, really well in the standings because Calvin can go, for example, like let, let's say like I have Jonathan Taylor, for example, and he's had the high ankle sprain. He's missed several weeks. He's really struggling. Like, like if you have Jonathan Taylor on your roster, there's a good chance that you don't have a good record in your league right now. Um, but if I could trade Jonathan Taylor to Calvin, say for somebody like, let, let, let's just say, for example, Calvin had Damian Pierce. Clearly, Jonathan Taylor is a better player than Damian Pierce, but Damian Pierce is healthy and he's producing consistently. Calvin's play is I'll give you Damian Pierce. It gets you out of the rut that you're in. You give me Jonathan Taylor. I have a good enough record that I can I can be patient. And when Jonathan Taylor finally gets healthy and comes comes around and i add him to my roster like calvin's basically guaranteed to make the playoffs at this point he can lose a few weeks waiting for jonathan taylor and when he comes back calvin is going to smash people in the playoffs i need damian pierce right now though to get out of the hole because i I have no patience left i either have to win now or my season's over so, so in my opinion, if you have a bunch of injured players, you should be trying to trade with the guys that are at the top of the league 
right now. Not not the other guys that are struggling. The so, other guys that are struggling are going to give you crap offers. So hold on. Uh, let me let me clarify my question. Because um, obviously Jonathan Taylor is that big name, you know, the big factor. Granted, right now, like you just said, he's not playing good. He He's been struggling. Like, it's clear about that. So they're not going to be they're not going to be willing to like Calvin wouldn't be willing to trade Alvin Kamara for uh, Jonathan Taylor right now. So do you go for like his RB two or three, or do you only focus on his bench players and try to get uh, whoever's on his bench uh, traded into your team? No, I think that you have to accept that when you are trading from a position of weakness, meaning that you are, a team who's suffered a lot of losses, you have guys who are hurt and you're going to try and trade one of those injured players, then you have to accept that you're going to get a discount. You're not going to get the peak value for them. So you need to approach it in kind of that, well, I'm not going to trade him, you know, this hurt player who could be the number one player in exchange for um, their top performing running back, right? So you do need to target somebody that, Maybe it's not on their bench, but maybe like a flex or somebody who's been performing steadily as like an RB2 for that team. Because that RB2 suddenly becomes your RB1. So you're looking for upgrades, but you recognize that, hey, like this is a win now move. It's a move that's going to make my team better. And you're shooting for a chance in the playoffs where, where you can try and make the playoffs. Like if you're in a position like Tyler's team, your strategy is, how do I get into the playoffs and hopefully catch a team unawares or catch a team that has like late buys? So like a Jonathan Taylor or a um, – trying to think of who else has that late week 14 Kamara, buy. Kamara Alvin, or an Alvin Kamara has like a that late week buy. Um, you want to try and catch like one of these top teams where their guys are catching a buy early in the playoffs. Or just before the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I, I think your goal is to say, okay, like back to like the Jonathan Taylor example. My goal isn't to necessarily get somebody who has the same upside as Jonathan Taylor because that's not going to happen. Nobody's going to give me that for for Jonathan Taylor. But my goal should be, I need to get somebody who's consistent. Like I just need somebody. Maybe they're not going to give me. 30 points in a game but if I can if I just know that they're going to give me 15 to 18 those are the guys I I needed I need to move Jonathan Taylor for that kind of a kind of a player at this point because like Calvin said my goal is to just get enough points to hopefully make a run and just sneak into the playoffs at this point yeah if you are a team in a position like Tyler is right now like I said your goal is to uh, sneak into the playoffs and then Try and catch somebody. Try and catch someone slipping. So that's the the type of moves that you need to make. Like ideal guys to target if you are a team in this position. Tyler hit the first nail on the head is Damian Pierce. Um, you're gonna want to be going out and getting guys like a uh, Jamison Williams off the waiver wire who could be coming back for Detroit, which is an offense that looks like you know they may be able to spread the ball around some. You're gonna want to go get guys that. You know, you're going to want to make a trade for maybe another injured guy who could come back a little quicker in a DeAndre Swift. Um, you're going to want to make those types of moves. So 
those are the guys that I'd be targeting. All right. Well, uh, should we move on into the Are You For Reals segment? Uh, yeah, or do we want to talk about the players that give us the spookies for Halloween? I thought that, because was, that was part of the Are You For Reals. Well, let's do it. Are You For Reals? Tyler, if at any point you need to go, you just tell us when. Well, let's at least get through this next segment. All right. Okay. I want to start it off right now with the absolute horrible team known as the Las Vegas Faders. I mean, Raiders. (laughs) What is going Um, on? The whole team's falling apart, but it starts with the quarterback. Maybe Derek Carr is not the guy anymore. Oh, who saw that coming? A ding, ding, ding. Hey, you know what? That was great. But, you know, at the beginning of the of the season, he was playing like a top 10 guy until he started falling off. Derek Carr has never been a top 10 quarterback. I don't care. He's never been a top 10 quarterback. Thank you for saying that, Ryan. I could not agree more. Like, I think that we all were excited for Devontae Adams, you know, and what he could potentially do for this offense. But the fact of the matter is, like, Derek Carr is just, He's Derek Carr. He, he is an average quarterback at best. Um, I think he's he's got great arm talent, but I, I just he's never ever once shown in his career that he can consistently be a top ten quarterback. And you know it it sucks that getting Devontae Adams didn't change that, but Derek Carr is just not that good. His his completion One- percentage average through seven games is 63.3% averaging 231 yards per game. And you know what his average passing touchdowns are? Zero. 1.28. That's close. Yeah. Um, It's garbage. He's thrown nine touchdowns through seven games. Yeah. Here's where I land with Derek Carr. One of the things that I think about when I'm evaluating quarterbacks is I think, is this quarterback good enough to help a team win a Super Bowl? Now, there's a difference. There are quarterbacks out there who are good enough to carry a team to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Um, Three guys off the top of my head right now. That's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Those guys are talented enough that they can carry you to a Super Bowl. That was Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in their prime, right? But it, there are team, there are enough guys. I'd say that there are probably 15 guys in the league right now that are good enough to take you to a Super Bowl and help you win a Super Bowl. You're not going to win it because of them. You're also not going to lose it because of them. Derek Carr is not one of those guys right now. He's not playing well. He's never he been. Not, and well, Sure, maybe he's never been. I'm going to talk right now. He's not. The Raiders have long been looking for a new option, and I think that they'll be getting it in the draft this year. Tyler, do you have anything more on that? No, I mean, I I think that if you have, I mean, if you have any of the pass catchers on that offense right now, honestly, like, like Darren Waller is a big name kind of guys, same thing with Devontae Adams, I would be shopping those guys right now. Like, 
I don't think Derek Carr is playing well enough to to give you consistent fantasy points from from either one of those guys, but let alone like Renfro or anything. Like the only guy I want in that offense is Josh Jacobs. One hundred percent. And any of the pass catchers, I would be trying to trade them right now. I would like their their name value is enough. I'd be shopping them. So Devontae Adams going over his weeks, 30.1, Yeah, the, the problem is the consistency. That, that That's why you need to go shop him. Like, you can, because guys will, guys will go look at that just like you just did. Go, oh, look at those big games. Yeah. Great. But Derek Carr is not good enough for him to be consistently good. You're going to lose on those weeks when he only gives you one, like he did this past week. You got to get him off. Like, I would be shopping him. Devontae Adams misses Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, and vice versa. Like, everybody was completely wrong on. Oh, 100%. Everyone was completely wrong on Tua being able to throw the ball to Tyreek. We're, we're proven wrong. Okay. I will be the first to admit because I was so adamant that Tyreek was not going to work well in Miami because of the strength of Tua's arm. Congrats, Tua. Prove me wrong. Good job. Way to go. Derek Carr. Garbage, absolute garbage. Devonte, yeah, I think I think we would be talking a lot more about Green Bay and how good they are this season if Devonte was still there in Green Bay. I agree, hundred percent. There, I think that Devonte Adams is somebody that in a dynasty league I'm holding on to, in the hopes that the uh, Raiders figure out their quarterback situation with a rookie. This upcoming year, do you trust way, a rookie quarterback out of the Derek Carr contract? Do Do you trust a rookie quarterback being able to throw to Devonte Adams? This upcoming rookie class, yeah, I do. There is some incredible quarterback talent coming up in this rookie class. I think that we're going to see uh, several first round rookie quarterbacks. I think that we're going to see quarterbacks like in the second and third round who could be pushing to be starters in a couple of years as well. I mean, Tyler's also been evaluating some quarterbacks. I mean, do you feel like the class is as deep as I'm making it sound? Yeah. I, the, the quarterback class in 2023 is very, very, very good. Um, I, I mean, I, I'd say that you're probably going to get at least two, maybe three that will probably be starters from day one as rookies quarterbacks out of this class. Um, if the Raiders are bad enough to get one of the top two or three quarterbacks in this class, I'd say, yeah, they're, they're going to be a big upgrade over Derek Carr. If, if they the, end up somewhere in the middle where they're getting like fourth or fifth QB off the board in this class, that might be a little shaky. You know, that they're probably a quarterback like that is probably going to have to wait behind Derek Carr. And you don't like that for, for Devonte Adams, but. I, I the way that this season's going for the Raiders, they're probably going to have a a pretty good pick, and if they get a quarterback, he's going to be really good. Hey, I've got um, I got a quarterback for you guys to uh keep an eye on since you guys both love uh doing early um dynasty prep and whatnot. I got one for you guys to keep your eye out on. Okay. Um, 
He's 36 for 56 out of six games. Uh, averaging 87 yards a game, 524 total passing yards, and what was it? I think it was eight touchdowns he's thrown. Nope, six. Six touchdowns, no interceptions. Okay, you ready for his school? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get his first name. I'm not seeing what his actual first name is. His last name is Seaborn. Trent Seaborn. Thompson High School, 8th grader. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not scouting 8th graders. He's 8th grade yet. starting for his varsity high school team. Okay. Um, we you can talk about that in about <laughs> 8 years. <laughs> Oh gosh, sometimes you just go right out there and just remind us why you're the idiot. <laughs> you know, uh, I just wanted to help you guys oh with gosh. your dynasty prep in the future, all right? I appreciate it. Thank you. I'll put him on a on a spreadsheet in about seven years. <laughs> all um, right. Let's move on to the argue for reals because I've, I've got one. Okay. Christian McCaffrey. Are you for real, my man? Hits the touchdown trifecta. Passes for a touchdown, catches a touchdown, and rushes for a touchdown. Um, Christian McCaffrey, RB1 going forward? Yes, no, maybe? Has to be. Oh my gosh, Ryan, did you just say you're in on Christian McCaffrey? Holy crap, the smack talk you put out there for... McCaffrey the last year and a half? Hey, do do I think he's going to be fighting injuries every single time he goes to sleep? Yes. But <laughs> he, it's so much better of a place for him to play in San Francisco than it was at Carolina. I mean, one, as I said a few weeks ago, Carolina right now is a dumpster fire floating down the river. But being there at the 49ers, it's that O-line's tons better. He actually has time to be able to uh, react to defenses and do what he needs to do to get down the field. But two, there's so many more offensive options at, at San Francisco that he doesn't have to be the main ball carrier. Like he, like I said last week, he can be the second or third option and actually, you know, stay healthy. Ryan, I think that that is the best take that you have ever given. And what that boils down to, I'm going to condense everything you just said. Christian McCaffrey now has an opportunity to be opportunity to be the most efficient that he has ever been in his career because he doesn't have to be the entire offense. Is that what you is that what you're getting at? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Christian McCaffrey is RB1 going forward. Yeah, I agree. So, if you were lucky enough to have traded him away or or like traded for him recently because he was at a bad Carolina team. Um, You're patting yourself on the back. If you drafted him highly, like we recommended you do, you're also patting yourself on the back. Um, And so Christian McCaffrey is for real. With four Z's (laughs) for reals. Okay. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything for the Are You For Reals segment before I go back to Calvin? 
Sure, yeah. I we've already brought this player up, but Jonathan Taylor, are you for real? What in the heck? Like at what point like I get it, if if you own him in, in Dynasty, like you're you gotta hold on to him. The, the talent's there. But this season, if we're talking this season, you gotta have him to win right now. Like at what point are you out? At what point you're just like, nope, I'm done. This I, week, I, I won't. I won't deal with him anymore. Like, is it now? That that's legit something that I've been debating because I have him in one of my redraft leagues, and he got five points for me. So I'm like, do I bench him? Do I drop him? Do I try to trade him? What do I do with him? But you can't well, drop him and benching him. Ooh, gosh, like there's just too much upside to do that. Like I think you have to try and trade him. But where's the upside with Indianapolis? Where? Tell me where the upside is for me to be able to hold him in my starting lineup, Tyler. It's where was just the upside last year? Like the it, Indianapolis wasn't wasn't any better last year. They had Carson Wentz last year. They, they weren't good last year either. That O line's gotten worse. What is he gonna do? You know, I think I, at this point me, you got to trade him. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, you, you have to trade him at this point. Like, un, unless you have such an incredible roster around him that you're already, you know, first or second in your league and, like, you have the insulation to hold him and see if it comes around by the time the fantasy playoffs roll around, like, you don't have any choice right now. Like, you have to trade him. Well, and, and I think that if you are needing to make that scrape by win in, to get into the fantasy playoffs, him having that late round by hurts that. He's a right. trade now piece, and you're going to have to eat some value, right? You're not going to get his peak. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, are you for real? I think that this is what we're getting this season. This is going to be his Christian McCaffrey 2021. It's yeah, almost. I, I, I agree that the, the high ankle sprain is that they're they're hard to play through, and I I agree. Like he could he might eke it out and try and play through it, but it, it's not. I don't I don't I don't think you're gonna get high end Jonathan Taylor the rest of the season. I just I just don't. Is in the range of outcomes, sure, because he's that talented, but I don't think it's gonna happen. It's almost as if. Indian, I mean, Indy's already sat Matt Ryan. Granted, Matt Ryan was playing absolute garbage. They've benched him. I think they should just go ahead and bench Jonathan Taylor, not because he's bad, but just to save his health for next season. Because why throw away your star player's health this season when you're playing as bad as you are and just look forward to next season and say, you know, instead pull a bill bill belichick instead of saying we're on to cincinnati we're on to 2023 do i know why they won't do that because frank reich the coach is already getting some uh getting warm in the seat there you know if indianapolis doesn't play well he could he could be out of a job same with their gm like i think highly of both of those guys but it's clearly not working this year right now we thought that they might be turning it around and then they had a quarterback injury and they benched Matt Ryan. And so they, they're going to keep rolling Jonathan Taylor out as long as he can run, as long as he can, you know, move the ankle and is healthy enough to go. So I think that because the coach and the GM are going to be coaching for their jobs, that that's why Jonathan Taylor stays in lineups. 
I, I actually agree with Ryan on this one. Like, do I think they're actually going to bench him? No. But at this point, they're, they're playing Sam Ellinger. Right. He's clearly not going to be the quarterback next year. No Matt way. Ryan's not going to be the quarterback next year. They they have to draft a quarterback in this 2023 class. So why I mean, why would the GM want the team to win games? You need the team to lose games so that you can go and get Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Like they, they they really need to have a top ten pick, if not top five. Why 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 not why not bench him? Tank, so you can get one of those players and actually turn things around next year. There you if go. They go into next year with Matt Ryan and Ben Ellinger. They're going to be crap again. That there you go, yeah, Colts. No. We fixed your season. Bench uh, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> bench Michael Pittman, and just say we're on to twenty twenty three. I wish that that would happen for those players' sake. Um, Ryan, hit us with the next one. Um, I actually don't have another, are you for reals? I've got an, another sort of segment. All righty then. Well, let's let Tyler go ahead and go. And, uh, we will take a quick break and come back in just a little bit. Hey, appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks yeah. Tyler. See ya. What, good job losing. Ow. Gonna kick your butt this week. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> All right, guys, we're back from the break. Uh, appreciate you sticking around with us. So we got a couple things, um, more football talk than fantasy football, uh, but some things interested me from this last Thursday that I wanted to bring up to Calvin and get his reaction to. All right, you ready for this? Hit me with it. Going forward, so not, not current, going forward, Cooper Cup or Ben Skarinek for the uh, Rams. So you've got Cup, who signed through the 2027 season, $80.1 million guaranteed. Ben Skarinek is signed through 2024 with $3.5 million guaranteed. It, like, granted, he had a down week this past week, but Ben seems to be getting the interest of Matthew Stafford and getting some, some key play passes and some touchdowns here and there. Yeah. I think Ben Skronik is a good complimentary piece, but is the that how you say his he, name? Yeah. Oh, oops. But the reason why he's able to get those looks is because Cooper cups on the other side. I think that this is very much a case that we saw a couple of years ago with um, like if Cooper cup leaves, we're going to be saying, Oh, Ben Skronik, he might be really good next year. Um, but uh, he's going to turn into Juju Smith Schuster the year after Antonio Brown left. They were both really good, really talented, but Skronik is not the number one alpha dog. So, yeah, he's getting good looks, but it's because of Cooper Cup on the other side. Okay. And one more to hit you with. Because Baltimore needs all the cap room they can get right now in order to pay um, Lamar Jackson. 
Right. Mark Andrews is signed through 2025, 56 million. Did you see Isaiah Likely this last week? Oh, yes, I did, because I have him in several dynasty leagues. And he's signed. He's on my taxi squad. He looks real good. He's signed through 2025 season as well at only 4.1 million. Um, So do they trade Andrews after this season to stick with Isaiah, give Isaiah a healthy extension, um, but opening up 56 million in cap room for at least for uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, that's a really interesting situation. And here's one of the reasons I'll give you a reason for doing it and a reason against doing it. Okay. The reason to do it is so that you have the money to go and throw it at Lamar, right? That's something that you have to do if you're the Ravens. So that's really your only reason to do it. I can give you two reasons not to do it. Number one is, uh, well, who else do you have to catch the ball, <laughs> right? You've got Isaiah Likely there, but you still need a little bit more. I mean, Devin DuVernay has um, been playing pretty good in the wake of Rashad Bateman. You know, that's true, but I don't think that DuVernay is like a true, like, dominant possession player, right? He's not the guy that's, let's game plan and put the ball in his hands because he's going to change the way the game is played, the way Mark Andrews plays, right? The other reason why I think you don't trade Mark Andrews is what if Lamar doesn't resign, right? You need to have at least something there for the next quarterback you bring in to be successful, so I think that they keep Mark Andrews. Are are you saying that you think there's a chance Lamar Jackson goes to another team? I think that chance is growing. What team are you thinking? Ooh. Um yeah, I mean Bill Belichick has invested heavily in his defense. He's got a ton of cap space coming up. Belichick loves Lamar as well. Belichick loves Lamar and he loves a mobile quarterback. Right, like he he had that one year with Cam Newton where he was just all over the schemes that they could open up and it just didn't work out. And also, if you get the chance to get Lamar, you instantly kick Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi out. Like, that's, yeah, that's a clear clear thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I think also take a look around the league. I'm gonna I'm gonna tee you up for this next segment. Um. Look at how many backup quarterbacks are playing right now. It's unbelievable. There are so many teams with quarterback needs. Like, the Raiders have a ton of cap space coming open. Could they go make a run at Lamar? Put Lamar in that offense? Whoo! That'd be a little scary. Right? I think you would... If Lamar went to the Raiders, though, I'd... I don't think they'd keep Devonte around. I think they'd have to like restructure their skill players just because of what Lamar brings. I mean, yeah, he's got an arm, but he's not known as a throwing quarterback. So, what oh, would take your a look at Lamar the last three years? Every year he comes out and he get he throws for more yards. He gets more accurate. Lamar is becoming that that thrower. 
Okay, but how long? How many more years is it going to be before we say, "Oh, Lamar's a throwing quarterback"? I don't. I think that he will always be a dual threat quarterback, but I think that he has the potential to be one of the best. I think he's Lamar takes care of himself and he has worked on his game. Like I, a lot of respect for this kid. Like we could be seeing Michael Vick levels of passing and rushing ability. Like prime Mike Vick. And so I think that the passing's only going to get better. So I think you keep you keep a Devontae Adams if he goes to the Raiders. But look at other quarterbacks that have been getting a ton of playtime, right? right? You've got the list in front of you. Go for it. Oh, the list isn't in front of me. I was just going off the top of my head earlier. But, I mean, just the backup quarterbacks alone. Like, is this the year of the backup quarterback? You've had Cooper Rush. Jimmy G, Geno Smith, Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater, Joe Flacco. That's six right off the top of my head that have been predominantly winning their games as play when while playing as the starting quarterback. And when aside from Joe Flacco, when have those names ever been starters in the NFL? Did you list Geno Smith? I did, yes. Okay. Just making sure. I mean, they don't have a ton of starting experience. No. And so, which also leads you to believe there's a reason for that. And so, there's going to be some teams that are in the quarterback market. Do I think some of these guys have played themselves into a job? Yeah, I do. But do I think that some of these guys, their teams are going to look and say, hey, we can get somebody that's better and keep this highly talented guy as our backup? Yeah, I do. Okay. So, like, of the list there, the ones that have played themselves into a job, I think Geno's played himself into a job. Absolutely. If he he has to stay there at Seattle. I think if he leaves Seattle, I don't think that next team will start him again. No, I agree. So, Geno's played himself into a job. I would think uh, Cooper Rush has played himself into a long-term backup role in Dallas. Um, let's see. Jimmy G's played himself into a job somewhere else just because he's Jimmy G. And then that's kind of it right now. The rest of the guys are going to stay backups. Okay. I've got one more thing that I want you to react to. Hit me with it. I forgot that I had done it until like a few seconds ago. Um, So there's a team um, with, I don't even know what their record is. Uh, Hold on. Let me, let me look at their record real quick. So there's a team that's currently sitting three and five. Okay. Um, Their O-line years of experience is 17 Uh, total offensive years of experience is 89. Okay. Their running back is in his sixth season. Um, uh, running back one running back two is a rookie. Their wide receivers are in their ninth, sixth, 12th, fifth and eighth seasons. Oh, and fourth. Sorry, there's one more. 
and their two tight ends are eighth and rookie. So there's not many young guys on this team. Do you know what team I'm talking about yet? Did you tell me how many years of experience the quarterback has? No, because that would give it away. <laughs> um, tell me the running back again. Running back is in his sixth season? Yes. Are we talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? We are talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So with boom, with I'm good, <laughs> with the quarterback uh, that has twenty three in his twenty third season, their offense, not the O line, but their skilled offensive players, have a total of seventy two years of experience in the NFL. What is going on with Tampa Bay, and why are they absolute garbage? I think that we can attribute this to a few factors. Number one, Todd Bowles is the head coach. He is a defensive-minded head coach, so he's that's where he focuses. Defensive-minded head coaches on offense tend to want to run the ball a lot, which is why Leonard Fournette has still been a productive fantasy player and has been a productive running back for you this year. So we're going to see a decline in the um, offensive game just because of head coaching philosophy, right? Now... We can attribute some of the rest to offensive decline on the part of Tom Brady. Um, and then also that offensive line kind of got decimated, right? They're bringing, they had to bring in a ton of new pieces. There's no chemistry because everybody thought that Tom was retiring. And so they left for greener pastures. But that One offensive line, to, like I said, that offensive line has 17 years of experience. There's not a rookie. I don't think on that offensive line. Like there should, nope. there's a couple sh- of second year players. They shouldn't take this long to be able to find a rhythm and figure out how each other plays in order to, to be a good O-line. Okay. Now take that exact argument and apply it to Indianapolis who has predominantly the same <laughs> O-line as they did last year. I, I mean, yes, but right now we're talking about <laughs> Tampa Bay and, and not Matt Ryan. <laughs> that's, that's fair. So, but I do think that we're seeing some offensive struggles there. We're seeing some bad O line play outside of uh, who was their first round guy. Was it Slater last year or did he go to the Chargers? I don't remember. I don't remember. I can't think of it. It's late. So, outside of that, their left tackle, I don't think that they have a ton of great talent. Like, it's a bunch of guys who would be, who would have been backups on other teams. So, the offensive skill players are talented, right? But you're seeing Brady miss Gronk and you're seeing Brady take a step back. That's yeah. what it boils down to. All right. Oh, that's all I had for you. I just, I came across that note in my phone and remembered that I wanted to bring it up. So there you go. Uh, Calvin, do you have anything more for our great listeners? I do not today. I think that we've given them some great advice, especially if you're on a struggling team. This episode was the one for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Look at those trades. Um, Try to trade away Jonathan Taylor. If you're on the receiving end, don't accept it um, because you're just going to get a garbage player at this point. Indianapolis, I know you're not listening. Bench Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor. All right, guys. That's going to be our show. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, As always, be a friend, tell a friend, 
Look out for the next episode of Rampaging Idiots, either this Friday or Saturday from Logan and Taylor. This last one was a great episode. I was crying laughing by the end of it. They're going to be they're going to be having some fun this season. So look out for that episode coming up. All right. Peace out. Have a good one.